Hey, everybody, you are listening to the Sharpen Podcast, episode number four. Today, we have on guest Dave Neff, and he's going to speak to the power of mentorship for young professionals. So let's get started. Hey, everyone, Kirby Green here. Welcome to the Sharpen Podcast. It's the podcast for young professionals. Today, we have on Dave Neff, and he's the president and CEO of Edge Mentoring. He's been leading Edge full-time since February 2014, and it's grown from 80 folks in the program to over 500 mentors and mentees from over 35 states today. He's taken Edge from a startup and has built it to become one of the most influential millennial mentoring organizations in the country. Prior to Edge, Dave was with Pacer Sports and Entertainment for four years as the Director of Sweet Sales and Services working with some strategic brands in Indianapolis. After that, he worked in marketing with Exact Target, now Salesforce Marketing Cloud, for two and a half years as their first ever leader for the sports entertainment vertical, and then moved on to demand generation. Dave has a passion for developing top talent, creating strategic partnerships, building winning cultures, and fostering intergenerational relationships through mentoring. Dave's recently been named to Indianapolis Business Journal's 2016 40 Under 40 list, recognizing rising stars in central Indiana. He was also named a 2013 Inspire Award winner in the marketing, media, and athletics category for his commitment to mentoring in the workplace and community. He's a graduate from Ball State University with his BS in sports administration. He's been married to his wife, Joelle, for three and a half years, and they have a super cute 14-month-old son named Lincoln. They're members of Soma Church Midtown and love living in the heart of Indianapolis. Sharpen listeners, here is my interview with Mr. Dave Neff. Hey, Dave, welcome to the Sharpen Podcast. Uh, we're excited to, to listen and to learn from you today. As you guys have heard, Dave is very passionate about mentorship and intergenerational relationships. So looking forward to, uh, to our conversation today. You know, mentorship is one of those things among young professionals that a lot of folks understand is, hey, this is very valuable. Uh, I know that this is important, but there seems to be a lot of questions and confusion around Truly, what is mentorship? How should I think about this? And how do I initiate a mentoring relationship? Do I initiate it? And so, Dave, my first question for you today would be from your personal experiences. How would you describe mentorship? Yes, I think mentorship, Kirby, is, um, you know, it's not something that I necessarily came out of college seeking. I think we all can think about uh, coaches or teachers growing up or even parents or friends of our parents that may have spoken into our life and, and, you know, from zero to 18 or 22, I never thought of people as mentors. But then as I started my professional career, I think uh, a good mentor is somebody that, you know, you start meeting a variety of people. For me, I was working for the Indiana Pacers, Pacers Sports and Entertainment here in Indianapolis and uh, in the front office. And I was, I had about 500 season ticket accounts that I was responsible for renewing and, and building relationships with these people and understanding how they use their tickets, if it was a company or a family. And over the course of, of those four years that I was with the team and, and a variety of roles, eventually selling suites and, and other things, I, you know, you meet a lot of people and you meet people that 
um, maybe you share a lot in common with, whether they're your age or 10, 20, 30 years older or not. And I think the way I started to identify prospective mentors in my life were people that there was already a natural synergy, right? There's somebody that you're like, man, I really respect that individual, admire kind of how they live their life, both professionally and personally, and I want to get, get to know them better. And similarly, on, on the other side, it's uh, the, the mentor, this other individual, they take a natural interest in you and say, wow, I, you know, there's something about that person, you know, call it the X factor or whatever. And um, for me, I don't think it was ever like an intentional decision. Like I need to go find a mentor. It just started to happen as I, as I met a variety of people. And for me, it was, you know, somebody that aligned with my core values and um, specifically Christian values. You know, I wanted to learn from somebody at, as I was 22, 23, starting out that seemingly had risen to the top of their field professionally but also prioritize their family, their walk with Christ, and seem, seem to have a really strong relationship um, with, their, with their spouse and their kids. And, and uh, it was really a lot of observing early on. And, and I love the phrase, leadership is caught, not taught, because I think there's a lot of truth in that, and that if you just pay attention and listen and observe, you'll learn a lot about somebody else. And so I wanted to learn from those who were 10, 15, 20, even 30 years older that, that seemingly were doing what I wanted to be doing when I was their age and, and um, you know, were really respected across the marketplace and their, and their field, but also hadn't sacrificed uh, a lot of their personal values to get to where they were. That, that's what really, when I, when I found a, a fully integrated person like that, that's when I started to take, you know, pay attention and, and say, man, I want to get to know that person better. Yeah, that that's really helpful. And that's a really good kind of walk through that was what that was like for you. You know, one thing, Dave, I hear other um, friends that are in that young professional stage of their career say is, I know having a mentor is important. I want a mentor, especially in the way that you described, but I haven't necessarily had that natural build of a relationship. So how do I go about establishing a mentorship relationship um, in a way that's intentional, but also allows the relationship to foster naturally. So what, how would you respond to that? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I, I remember Kirby, I think it was 2008. I was a year into my career at the Pacers and I, and me and a, a good friend read a book called never eat alone by Keith Ferrazzi and a book on just how to build success one relationship at a time. And, and we read this book, you know, at 23 years old and, and I remember while we were reading it and then afterwards, we just determined right then and there that we were going to start to invest some of our own money to take people out to coffees or, or breakfast or lunch and just get to know them. And really no agenda, um, but other than, hey, we, we live in the city of Indianapolis. We want to just start to kind of, I hate the phrase networking because I, I do truly view it more as just building relationships and getting to know people. Um, networking feels like a little bit of a, a tired term when I hear people yes. say, oh, I need to do three hours of networking this week. Right. And it's, <laughs> you know, it's just kind of, it just flows into every, every part of my life. But um, so, so reading that book um, really kind of set me on a course to say, instead of just going to lunch with the same five people I work with every day, like why don't I start to be intentional about getting to know, yes, other young professionals, but also people just that I might be a ring out that I, I that, you know, is interesting that might have a tie to 
the company where I was working, you know, the Pacers at the time or somebody from my church or what have you. And, and I think as you start to do that, again, not every person you go and meet with uh, is going to be a mentor necessarily, but you, you start to filter out, at least I did, things that I found really helpful or, okay, maybe, maybe not so much helpful and just personalities that I really seemed to click with. And as those relationships started to, to grow, that's kind of how I started to hone in on, on who are, you know, three people that I could, that I could really be intentional about you know, getting on their calendar once a quarter or that sort of thing, just to, just to ask questions and, and learn from. So I think if you're looking for a mentor, a lot of it falls on you. Uh, no one's, nobody's going to just drop into your lap, but to, to say, okay, I want to try and set a meeting a week and just start there. If that's a coffee, if that's a breakfast, you know, we all have varying degrees of flexibility with our schedules, but just to be intentional about, you know, who, who do I know kind of from afar that I'd like to get to know better? That's, that's really good. So is that an open invitation? If someone's listening to this and they live in Indianapolis, they can reach out to you for free coffee. I'm hey, kidding. Hey, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm always, uh, I'd love to make it work. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I do have an organization that I I'm tasked with leading. So you gotta, you yes. gotta be careful about what you commit to, but no, I would, I would welcome anyone <laughs> in central Indiana or, or elsewhere to, uh, to shoot me an email. We can share it at the end and, and we'd yes. love to meet up and hear some of their stories. So. That sounds great. That sounds yeah. great. No, I'm, I'm just kidding with you there. So we know, I, I think that the way you describe mentorship is really helpful, especially what our part is. So, you know, for lack of better words, of course, in the business world, we hear ROI, ROI, mm-hmm. but, but we'll, we'll use ROI or the benefits of men- mentorship. And it sounds like you've, you've experienced that firsthand, but with the organization that you work with, you've seen that more broadly. So in your mind, what are some of those bigger uh, benefits, ROIs from folks that really do engage in mentorship? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've said, Kirby, that I think having a strong mentor can impact the trajectory of your life far more than the school that you graduated from or that company you work for or the privilege that you either did or didn't have growing up. I, I really believe um, the strength of a strong mentoring relationship, whether that's one three, five, however many, um, can, can have that sort of impact on your life. And so, um, that the benefits are, are myriad myriad as I think about what have I gained from mentoring relationships? Yeah. It's, it's wisdom. I think first and for, foremost or discernment. And, you know, I have to demystify mentoring a lot, not, not so much for the mentees as much as prospective mentors with that we're talking to with edge is to say, because the two biggest objections we always hear from prospective mentors is I don't have the time and I don't feel qualified, believe it or not. And I'm looking at some of these people that are very accomplished and bring a lot of professional credibility and even a, a mature faith as it relates to the edge context. And when I hear them say they don't feel qualified, I kind of scratch my head just saying, man, you have so much to offer and, and they just, they don't even see it. And part of that might be humility, but um, I think being able to say, really what mentorship is at its core. Um, and we can delineate between a coach and even a discipleship relationship and those sorts of things. But I think a, a good mentor is somebody that's willing to share their life with somebody less experienced, um, just really with some intentionality, yes, and some structure perhaps, but more so just to say, hey, here's what I've maybe learned. It might be helpful. Again, I think a good mentoring relationship, there's a 
there's a back and forth. There's not just a mentor showing up and talking for an hour, but it's more of a mentor asking questions and helping a mentee probably come to their own conclusions on decisions that need to be made in their life. Um, and so I think, you know, a, a good mentor is really just kind of opening up their life experiences and, and is willing to share those with somebody younger, um, simply just because they have more more reps. They've probably seen more things. They've changed jobs or they've gotten married or they've become a parent and they've juggled, you know, making a move for their career and figuring out where to send their kids to school. I mean, these are just like decisions, right, that, that we all make. And I think in the first 10 years, we make a lot of those decisions. Uh, first 10 years out of school, we make a lot of those decisions that set our lives on a trajectory. So I think mentors are incredibly powerful and the ROI, I mean, the, the acceleration of, of, of your development as a young person and, and being wise to seek out mentors is, is really incalculable in my mind because I think that um, I look at folks that are intentional about cultivating these early in their lives and I just think it sets them up for even greater success that much sooner in life. That's good. I want to, I want to go back to one thing you mentioned of um, it, it's a mutual relationship. So the expectation, especially for young professionals, is not that the mentor will show up and, and put in all of the elbow grease. How would you encourage young professionals that are listening to this podcast? How do we engage well as mentees? Yeah, I think um, oh, this is really important because uh, especially in, in what we do at Edge, I mean, we've got folks that are leading companies or they have demanding jobs and kids still at home and they're involved in perhaps their local church or other nonprofits in the community. And so for them to, to take four or five, six hours a month uh, and really invest it and pay it forward to, to mentees, I, I can't stress enough how, how important it is to, to be a good mentee and to, um, I think, I think kind of what that looks like to me is, one, you know, come prepared. Don't just show up and say, well, what do you want to talk about? You know, I think a good mentee comes and has perhaps a list of questions, uh, things that are happening in their life, or maybe just further out things like, so how did you deal with this situation? Or, you know, what would be maybe your advice on something I'm going through currently? And so coming prepared with questions and things to talk about and helping to drive that conversation instead of relying on your mentor to drive it can make a big difference. Um, I think having, secondly, and this goes along with asking questions, but just being naturally curious. You know, I've, I, I guess I'm, I'm a curious person. I, I know that about myself. And um, I've kind of come up with this framework of disciplined curiosity to say, you know, you can be curious about a lot of things, but I think as you go throughout your career, especially having a, a certain level of discipline to say, if you're just, you know, pursuing anything and everything under the sun, you're, you're probably not going to make a lot of progress in one direction, you know, especially professionally. And so I think having a healthy dose of curiosity when it comes to your mentoring relationship as a mentee and uh, asking good questions, not just any question that comes to mind, but asking good questions that kind of build on one another. And, and again, how, how do you do that? That might sound like daunting to people that haven't done that is I think it's through just, just, uh, getting reps in and, and, and pattern recognition of saying, wow, I've met with 10 people in the last two or three months. And I've learned that this talk track works really well and maybe not this one. And so kind of figuring it out as you go. I, I remember my first, uh, I wouldn't even call it a mentoring meeting. It was 2007. And I was meeting with my first season ticket holder client at the Pacers. And he asked me to go to breakfast with him. And I'm 22. And 
here's this guy twice my age, pretty successful business guy. And I'm like, man, what am I going to talk about for the whole hour? You know, like I'm a recent college yes. grad and, <laughs> and, and, you know, you just kind of jump in. And, and one thing I've learned, uh, over the course of my 10 year career now is, is people do love to talk about themselves. And so if you're okay with, if going through an hour at times and, and maybe not talking about yourself a lot, but asking somebody else, uh, about themselves, I, I've just learned that that, that can be pretty powerful and, and know that, yeah, people will take an interest in you, but not everyone will. And that's okay. But I think if you're genuinely curious about other people, um, you'll start to kind of figure out, um, you know, how to get the most perhaps from a mentoring relationship. That's good. Disciplined curiosity. I like that. I like that a lot. Having a two and a half year old Dave, I feel like that's her mantra as well. <laughs> She's doing everything. Uh, I don't know yeah. if it's discipline though. That's yeah. the key word. So uh, you talk about the lasting impact of mentorship and just for me personally, and just from having interaction with you, I know both of us could just go on and on about that. And I think that there then comes a point where we say, wow, mentorship has shaped my life in so many ways. It's going to have a lasting impact on me and folks that are in my mentorship group. How do we as young professionals think about starting to take our place in that mentorship process? It's a great question. And, you know, what we're trying to foster and, and cultivate specifically at Edge, and I think even in my own life, I'm, I'm 32. So as I think about um, 10 years out of school, um, there's, you know, young men and women graduating from college right now. You know, this is May. This is graduation time of year. And so how do we, how do I at 32 start to pay it forward now and not wait till I'm you know, 40, 50, 60 years old. And so I've had a host of some, some young people reach out and ask if I would kind of informally mentor them or how they want to meet once a month. And, and I'm more than happy to do that. Again, you can't do that with everyone. But again, now as somebody that might be kind of in that mentor seat to say, is this an individual that there's already maybe some natural chemistry or synergy? It doesn't mean you're exactly alike. Um, it could be somebody that's very different from you, but you respect those differences and it's somebody that you can learn from. I, I think it's I think it's of the utmost that you're not just consuming, but that you're starting to pay it forward because there comes a point where, you know, if you're a lifelong mentee, that's that's probably not a great thing. Um, you need to pay it forward yourself. And I know I've had I've been the beneficiary of multiple mentoring relationships and and hopefully I've been able to communicate and, and cascade some of that down now to to younger guys that have asked me to either mentor them or guys that, that I'm in a discipleship group with at my, at my church. Um, and, and again, I, I haven't, um, formally taken my own edge group or anything like that yet, but to, to say, how do we start to foster this culture of, of mentoring at a much earlier age so that, you know, a 32 year olds meeting with 23 year olds on a regular basis. Cause there's a lot that you learn in those first eight to 10 years out. I know I'm a completely different person today than, than I was at 22. And so um, it's, it's, uh, it's absolutely critical that, that that happens sooner rather than, than later. And I think that's a wave that is starting to change because I, I don't think until recently most people, you know, mentoring is kind of a, a hot word or buzzword right now. But for people at 30 to be considering themselves mentors, even to young professionals, um, of course, we, we all know the Big Brothers, Big Sisters and other organizations that, that focus on at-risk inner city youth, which is incredibly important. But as you think about in the professional setting, how do you start to accelerate and, and think of yourself as, as a mentor and start paying it forward sooner is, is very important. 
Good, good. Hey, you talked about edge mentoring. And uh, so our audience has heard your background uh, information and, and what your role is. But can you tell us a little bit more about edge? Um, so what it's about and how you got involved and, and anything else you'd like to share about the organization today? Yeah. Um, so Edge Mentoring is a faith-based nonprofit. Um, our vision is equipping the next generation of godly leaders. And really, as I think about what, what Edge is doing, we're preparing emerging leaders to engage the broader culture through boldness, through service, through humility. And so I've, I've been a part of an Edge group for going on eight years now. When I was 24 at the Pacers, I, I met a business leader here in central Indiana that invited me in to a twice a month conference call for an hour uh, every two weeks. And, you know, I was again, 24, I was single at the time working for the Pacers. I, I was going to a church on Sundays, but when this business leader said, Hey, jump in this conference call, it's, it's me and three other young guys like your age. I thought that, you know, that's an, that's an interesting concept because while I'd grown up going to church, I thought learning from a business leader, which is what I felt called to versus sitting down with my pastor who may have gone to seminary and has a completely different set of life experiences. I thought learning from this business leader is something that, that would be new um, that, I, that I didn't currently have in my life. So that was back in the summer of 2009. And uh, this was uh, the business leader I'm referencing is, is a guy named Jeff Simmons. And he's an executive with Eli Lilly and company here in central Indiana. And so I jumped on these twice a month conference calls uh, with he and three other mentees. And this was just something that Jeff felt led to start um, on his own. And uh, he called it Edge after the verse in Proverbs about iron sharpening iron. So one man sharpens another, much like your podcast. Uh, we Kirby. like that and, verse yeah, in scripture yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. And, um, <laughs> and so anyways, you know, jumped in this group, summer of 09. And um, there's a couple FFA kids in it, but that didn't deter me from joining, you know, oh, be and, uh, careful there, yeah, David. I, I know, I know. <laughs> um, but we, uh, yeah, so we, we jumped in and, and again, not knowing a ton other than that this Jeff Simmons was, was a guy that I'd met with a couple times and was really drawn to and a guy that I respected. And it's like, man, I could learn a lot from him. He's married with six kids. He's at the top of his company and, and uh, really just respected kind of how he, how he handled himself. And so twice a month we would do these calls and this was pre website or pre brand for edge. And, you know, they became a couple hours a month that I really looked forward to. Um, felt like I was getting my tank filled, felt like I was learning from Jeff and the other young guys is, you know, a couple of them were, they weren't, we were all spread out around the country, but they were, you know, some of them were thinking about getting married. Some were changing jobs, some were just starting their careers. And so, that group with Jeff ballooned to nine mentees. And, and so now fast forward four or five years, I'd, I'd worked for the Pacers. I'd worked for a software company called Exact Target that Salesforce bought. And then a little over three years ago, Jeff called and just said, Dave, I, I know there's a hunger amongst millennials and young leaders to, for this mentoring. And so we need, we need to consider having someone that's waking up, thinking about it every day and, and building out a program. And so, I just gotten married and, and my wife, Joelle, and I just prayed about it because um, it was a pretty big shift for me coming out of you know, seven years in a more of a corporate career and, and never really felt like I wanted to work in a nonprofit necessarily. But having been in Edge for four years, you know, I was a product of, of the product in, in a lot of ways. And so that was uh, about three years ago that I jumped in full time as the kind of the founding full-time employee of Edge. And now we've got about 75 of these Edge groups, 75 mentors that 
on average have five, six, seven mentees. Uh, we started here in central Indiana, but we've got mentees from 35 states and starting to see just a little bit of a tipping point of just, just a movement um, as we continue to seek out high caliber mentors and, and the demand is there. We never really have to seek out mentees. They've just kind of found us as we've grown. But finding, finding high caliber mentors is kind of our greatest limiter to growth. And so kind of recruiting these people and conveying to them just the importance of, of how they spend their time. And hey, for every unit they're putting in, I bet they'll see five to 10x out in terms of their own ROI as a mentor. And, and I encourage our prospective mentors to think about it as a tithe of their time. You know, we talk about tithing our money and our finances, but five, six hours a month is, is less than 1% of your month. So um, we are a mentoring leadership development organization, but specifically focused, our, our mentees are in that 22 to 32, kind of first 10 years out of school segment. That's great. That's great. And I'll, <clears throat> so I'll add in, I've been in an edge group for, can you believe it? Four years now. Yeah. And uh, so I'm definitely on that. Okay. Wow. I've done the, been a part of this for four years and I just can't really explain it fully. And in, in a short amount of time of the impact that it's had on me. And so for your leadership and, and of course, Jeff's initiative and vision for the organization, I'm so thankful. So if you're listening now and you desire to have that type of mentorship where you are a, a maybe a potential mentor, please um, reach out to Dave and Edge Mentoring. And that, that would lead to my next question. So can you share with us the connection points? So how do we learn about Edge? Yeah. And if folks want to connect with you personally, and we will add all of these in show notes just so our listeners know. Yeah. Um, best way to learn about Edge is through uh, our website, uh, www.edgementoring.org. Um, and then personally, feel free to drop me an email at dave at edgementoring.org. Um, also uh, on Twitter and, and LinkedIn. Uh, Twitter is just at dneff84. And then and LinkedIn is just Dave Neff. But um, I guess one other thing I'd like to mention, Kirby, is Edge has an annual conference. This will be our second year doing it called Edge X. And we are thrilled to be welcoming some, some really incredible speakers this year. It's going to be in the fall on Friday, October 6, 2017. Uh, it's four hours, so it's one of those conferences. We get you in, we get you out. It's a half day, high impact, high energy and we are uh, delighted to have Mitch Daniels join us as a keynote this year. Mitch is the former governor of the state of Indiana, now the president at Purdue University, making some waves in higher ed. Purdue just announced a few weeks ago they're acquiring Kaplan University. So Mitch is a remarkable individual, has some incredible uh, leadership insights that he'll be sharing, as well as uh, Bill Hybels from the Global Leadership Summit. Willow Creek Church in Chicago will be coming down to join us. Uh, Ann Voskamp, who is a uh, Christian author, and will be joining us. And, and Bob Goff is is coming back. We had him in our first year, so we're delighted oh, to have is. those those four Yay. folks, and, and uh, <laughs> likely one or two more will be announcing. So that's um, that's Edge's annual conference called EdgeX. You can check learn more about that at edgexconference.com. Oh, that's great. That's great. Hey, thanks for going through the the speaker lineup of EdgeX. I'm so excited. That is a stacked list there. So please, if you, you uh, if you're available on October the 6th, you should be there um, for for EdgeX. Uh, so Dave, we have just a few minutes here. Uh, 
few questions for you that we ask all of our guests. Yeah. Um, what is a shout out that you would like to make? And it can be personal or professional. Well, if I had to choose one shout out, I have to give it to my wife, Joelle. You know, yesterday was Mother's Day. And so we've got yes. a little guy who's 14 months. And, you know, she allows me to, to kind of live and breathe edge and, and the work that we're doing because I am so so passionate about it. But uh, my wife, Joelle, of, of the last three and a half years is, is definitely who I owe so much for. She stays home, watches over our son, and, and uh, I'm incredibly grateful for all the sacrifices she makes so that, you know, I can come to work every day and, and help help build edge and, and, and uh, hopefully touch a lot of lives in the process. So she's, she gets all the credit, I think, here. So... That's great. Happy Mother's Day, Joelle. You uh, hopefully were very celebrated this weekend. Uh, and then game changer items. So what's an experience? Um, it could be an, an, an office item. It could be a food item it, uh, that has been a game changer for you. Yeah, game changer for me. Um, I'll try to summarize this without going into a ton of detail. But a few years ago, I adopted this process of a weekly scorecard. That, that links to kind of the annual scorecard uh, for the organization that I'm with at the time. So this started actually when I got to Edge. And, and I think it's this whole idea, Kirby, you know, there's a lot of people that are all about productivity out there and there's some good stuff and some not so good stuff. But I think um, for me, it's really helped. I think this idea of uh, discipline, curiosity that I referenced earlier, having a weekly scorecard that's focused on the right outcomes that really keep driving you as an individual forward and, and the organization you're with forward is, is so critical. And I think nailing this discipline earlier in life is, is oftentimes the future differential when I look at two people with probably the same potential. And so um, for me, I know it's revolutionized how I go about my work, how I think about my time, how I prioritize things. And, and the weekly scorecard is, is everything in my life. It's not just work stuff. It's, it's personal as well. And so I would say that has been a game changer for me. And again, if people are curious about what is that scorecard, they can feel free to email me and, and reach out and I can, I can share more. Well, great. Hey, Dave, thanks so much for your time today and for sharing with us about um, the value of mentorship and your personal experiences, but obviously those that you've led uh, through EDGE um, mentoring and the impact it's had on their lives. So um, that that is all for our interview today. And um, we just we just really appreciate you making time for us. Hey, thank you so much for for having me on Kirby. Really excited about what you're doing with Sharpen. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Sharpen podcast. Uh, do me a huge favor. Please leave a review in the iTunes store. Uh, all feedback is welcome. That helps other young professionals uh, find the podcast and most of all gives me your feedback on what you want to see more of and less of on this podcast. Um, last thing, please remember to share uh, this podcast if it's been something of benefit to you as a young professional. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Until next time.